Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Hey, friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Strategy Hour podcast. We are doing a profit report for the month of February, even though it definitely feels like it's been 87 months since then both in business and life. We're going to try to go back in time and stay consistent with our profit reports because I have heard from a lot of you that they are really helpful and that these are the ones that you definitely tune into every single time we do one. So if you're new to profit reports and you're like, WTF are you talking about? We started these back in August of 2019 sharing not income reports, but profit reports and our goal of chasing higher profit margins. So we, as an Abby and I can make more money. We have started to share with you the process of what that profit breakdown and expenses breakdown is in the form of percentages within our own company. We think it's really a nice kind of peek into what we've got going on without the chaser of comparisonitis, right? So you'll be able to look at your own business and kind of assess your own numbers and get grooving. We also have a resource. When is this airing, Abby? I don't know. Sometime in the next couple of weeks, I would say late mid-April. It'll be before the thing you're talking about. So Okay, okay. That's what I wanted to talk about. So if you're listening to this before April 21st, we will share with you more at the end because it will make more sense then. But we're doing a really cool live workshop to help you also do the same thing in your business. I know sometimes when you guys are listening, you're like, my brain doesn't do math like that. I don't know what these numbers are. I don't have a profit and loss statement. I don't know what my highest producing product or most expensive thing is, right? So we have a resource for you at the end that's going to be really easy for you to begin to do sexy math in your business. So you can kind of do some of these things in your own business so you can make smarter, better, amazing strategic decisions. But let's go back in time to February. (laughs) Y'all, it was before life got crazy. You know (laughs) what I mean. But back in February, you need to know a couple of things before we jump in. So one, we had 
just launched the shop like two weeks prior. So we launched the shop in mid-January. The hype was up. Things were still rolling. And we announced a surprise drop at the Mm -hmm. end of January that really boosted not only sales in January, but also sales at the beginning of February. And then had some normal things happen with our regular shop drop, which now feels regular, but then was still technically new. And we were doing a couple of promotions inside the month of February. So Emily, you want to talk a little bit about what was actually going on in the business? I feel like February now, looking back on it, we had a lot going on. So in the first week of February, we started promoting our famous, I call it famous, five days to launch challenge going into the next week where we did our shop drop, going into the next week where we actually hosted the five days to launch challenge live, going into the next week of February where we opened doors to our signature program, Strategy Academy. And then we did, oh, I took a trip at the end of February. So we had a lot going on where we were trying to find a consistent routine with what does a shop drop look like? It's only our second month of doing it. So what's needed within our team? What systems are still needing to be built? How can we support our members, build up excitement, et cetera? And then bringing back a challenge that we had definitely done before, but we completely reworked it for February. So we were also making sure videos were updated and landing pages were updated. We were doing the challenge for the first time ever with our friends, Dubsado. And so they were coming on and providing their own trainings as well. So like navigating that collaboration, rewriting the marketing behind that. And then opening up doors to our program, doing a live webinar again, which we hadn't done in a really long time. It all felt like now looking back on it, I'm like, we did a lot in February. No, we did. And I think that's been to our benefit, especially now, like knowing the season we're in Mm -hmm. with the world just being as crazy as it is. I think in years past, we had always blamed Q1 on being our slow quarter. Mm -hmm. But I also think part of it is that we set ourselves up to have a slow quarter. And not that I don't think other quarters this year will outperform this one. I do. I genuinely think that will happen. I agree. But we basically said no to like, it has to be a certain way. And we're going to do the thing. Yeah. And January's profit report too, where both of us, but I recognize this for sure about myself and Abby can speak to how she feels about it. But I was like, if we go into another new year with a slow quarter again, I'm going to lose my brain. And for some reason, my mindset is really established in that first quarter of a new year as to whether like, did it go good? Did we have good results? Was it fun? Did we see success? Did we reach the goals that we said we would? And personally, now going into our fifth year of business, I'm recognizing that if we can start it off with a bang, not a lot of pressure, but like a nice successful Q1, I feel like I'm walking on cloud nine and that I can take a deep breath and that it feels really good. And now looking back on Q3 and Q4, where we're setting up Q1 to be bigger than normal, I am so glad we did that. Not only because it did work and January did go amazing. February did go amazing. We're continuing to see the fruits of that labor, but we also could have never predicted COVID, right? And all of the things that are happening because of that. And so I'm really proud of the work that we outlined previously. So maybe we can take that easy Q2 instead of Q1. And if we go into a slower quarter too, I'm okay with that. 
But it's not shaping out to be slower. You guys just wait. Yeah, we'll see what happens in terms of how that all shakes out. But I think you're right. I am excited that we launched the shop when we did because Mm -hmm. to me, looking back now, it feels like something was in the universe to protect Mm -hmm. us because selling a $2,000 program in the middle of everything going on, (laughs) it just feels a little funny. And it's hard to say how it'll all shape out long term because we're so early in the midst so of all really of this. Early, yeah. But I'm really, really thankful we did launch Strategy <laughs> Academy in February before all yes. this stuff happened. It kind of all feels a little serendipitous. So yeah. in terms of where our numbers came from, Strategy Academy was our primary launch in the month of February. So the way we have the business structured right now is we are doing a shop drop every month very predictably. If we decide to add an additional launch, the additional launch is getting a bit more of our attention and the shop drops a little more subtle and it's happening at the end of the month. If you guys are super new here, let me explain you what those products are with the words that she's saying sure. are. So if you're if you're brand new, you can even check them out after this show. So the shop drop is our creative template shop. We released that in January. It's an amazing library of currently over $3,000 worth of templates for you to use in your business. We're talking Pinterest graphics, email headers, client proposals, Instagram graphics, everything you can think of to market your business, we have become your marketing department, which I think now more than ever is so handy to have in your back pocket. So that's at creativetemplateshop.com. So when we say shop drop, we're meaning the four new templates that get dropped on the second Tuesday of every single month. And then when we're talking about Strategy Academy, the $2,000 program, that's our signature program. It's been around for a couple of years now. And it's our meat and potatoes, our bread and butter. It's our macaroni and cheese. It's our staple, right? It's the thing that we're known for, (laughs) that we literally have taught over 300 people how to create a full-time income from their creative passion. And so you can hear more about that at bossproject.com slash dream job. Okay. That's my interruption commercial for you. Sure. So how this shook out is we had the Strategy Academy launch planned, but we decided to bring back the challenge in front of the launch. Now, here's the thing you probably don't realize. The first time we did the challenge, it fed our launch like gangbusters. We did Mm -hmm. super well in our first Strategy Academy launch that had the challenge in front of it. A year later, we did it again and we shot ourselves in the foot and we changed (laughs) the formatting a little bit. And the carryover from like people understanding that the challenge was connected to Strategy Academy and the launch, that was still on record the worst launch of all time. Yeah. Yeah. So when Emily's like, let's bring back the challenge, I literally almost she was like, no. <laughs> I was like, this is the worst idea you've had. She's like, but it worked once. And I was like, I don't know. Maybe that was a fluke because the second time it was terrible. So we decided, and this is what I suggest you guys do. If something works, there's something about it that you can recreate. So yeah. I'm not saying when you try it again and it fails, it's probably that you tweaked the wrong thing. You pulled the wrong lever. And so what we did before we set it all up and got it all going is we looked at what did we change 
from launch to launch? And what do we think hurt the transition from a free challenge into a paid program? And we identified a couple of key things that I think were really helpful. One, probably the most primary one being how much emphasis we put on the follow-up workshop to the challenge and the way we were getting people to attend it. In the first one and in the one we did in February, we included a scholarship seat. And if you participated in the challenge, you could find out if you won the scholarship by attending the live workshop. I don't know if that was the only thing that played into it, but I think it played a huge role in us making the connection. And it's not something we included in that second launch that was a total flop. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get Get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. 
After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. Another thing we, again, I don't think it was just this either, but we tried having the webinar not be live or the webinar just at the end of the challenge instead of the following week and live from us. Running a live challenge is exhausting. It is tiring, both for us and for the attendees. And so we tried to mimic exactly what we had created the first time for the reasons why we set it up the way that we did the first time in this third time. So we did the challenge Monday through Friday. We let everyone take a breather over the weekend. We were still emailing them, still checking in with them. And then we had the workshop the next week. And so I think that break was reassuring. But again, because of the scholarship aspect where we we're like, yeah, but you got to come to see if you won, it still kept people engaged and showing up. Our launch went really well. We have in the last, I would say maybe six months or so, not set massive sales goals for live launches because we have noticed, and I don't know if this is for everyone, but this has definitely been true for us. That live launches, because we do so much evergreen, they don't create as big a blip as they used to when we only did live launches, right? Mm -hmm. Which makes a lot of sense. If you are literally running traffic to the same kind of thing every day of the week, Mm -hmm. and then you do it live, of course, it's not going to be as effective. And it's kind of like comparing apples to oranges in the sense that they're both fruit, they're both launches. But the time we were doing launches all of the time, they were for products under $500. And so the amount of interest and action you can get from that versus a signature program that's definitely beefier and requires more action on our students, it's just different. So a launch is a launch, but not necessarily. Yeah. So without getting into the numbers, because it ain't about that, it doesn't help. (laughs) We're talking about percentages. So, in terms of the month, we had a very healthy strategy academy at 40% of our total revenue, which was pretty much exactly what I thought it was going to be. Was that about double from the month prior or even more? Not quite. You have to keep in mind that in January, if you go back and listen, we had a very big month, but a lot of that was because of sponsorship income. And so that basically diluted the percentage. So if you had like taken out sponsorship, it probably would have been about the same, maybe a little bit less, but we definitely went up because we sold more seats in a shorter period of time than normally. But we also tend to, when we do these live launches, really, really emphasize the payment plan. Right. So while we had great overall sales numbers, in terms of cash walking in the door, it doesn't necessarily fully reflect that number because people are paying a fraction Mm -hmm. of the total and we will see that income over time. Mm -hmm. So our next biggest category is no surprise and actually very similar to what we did in January with Trello. It went up 1% for a total of 23%. So for y'all who are new, Trello for Business is our most popular program. At this point, I think we've had over 7,000 students. Mm -hmm. It's been... It's bananas. (laughs) 
this weird aspect of our business for a long time, but it continues to serve us. I will tell you what though, it's been interesting and I will have more to share when we go into March because you would think with it being such a low cost program that with everything going on with COVID that it would actually be super steady But it's been interesting, and I don't think it has anything to do with the program itself. I think it has everything to do with people entering and exiting Facebook ads very quickly. Like people are making a lot of like emotional decisions around how they're Mm -hmm. spending money right now, both as a business owner and how they're advertising, but also as an individual and how they're buying and their Mm -hmm. purchase behavior. And so because purchase behavior was so erratic, I think it'll be really interesting to see how Trello slows down in the month of March. But in February, it was still a really big part of our overall revenue. Keeping in mind, when we look at COGS, our cost of goods sold, Trello tends to be about break even compared to our other products. So it seems like, oh my gosh, why would you have such a large part of your revenue be break even? But I'll tell you what, if you get Mm -hmm. someone who comes in and spends $29 and within an hour or two days or a week and a half or a month goes on to spend $2,000, trust me, all day long, you will take break even because every dollar after that is profit. Yeah. We say that because it happens. It's not just like we're waiting for that day to happen. We've seen it happen and it's bananas to me every time it does, but continues to reiterate. I will take those quality, amazing break-even leads all day long. Yeah. And when we can grow our list, we can promote other things. And it doesn't always translate directly to our signature program, but we do have some incredible affiliate partnerships with various softwares and tools out there. And if we can fuel them into those, then we will get kickbacks for that. So Mm -hmm. growing our list is never really a bad thing. Now, here's the part that I just find completely shocking. (laughs) For perspective, this is not our first membership. Is it our third or has there been more? Well, technically it's our third. There might have been other ones that were way more short-lived, but third, we actually put some level of effort into. So if you really want to go on a time machine, <laughs> the first membership we launched was the Biz Chick Co-op. Who remembers that? that? If you do, please DM me. <laughs> and we charged $17 a month. $17! That was back in the day back in the day. And our goal Um, is to literally create content every month until we died. Which is funny because now we do that again, but we don't make that ourselves. Right. I think that's the big part. Uh We have people on our team to help us make content every month. Okay. So the goal with that one was where we're going to make and teach a strategy every month to have a new theme, so to speak. We were nine months into that before we decided to cancel it entirely and turn it into a course. And we were like, guess what, bitches? This is now a nine module course. Goodbye. <laughs> and we just canceled payment from there. We were not going to maintain it. Okay. So fast forward. We took like a year and a half off from that. <laughs> I'm not even sure it was that long. But <sighs> fast forward, we're sitting in a coaching call one day. Emily and I are sitting next to each other back in the day when we actually saw each other in person. 
even though we still live 20 minutes apart. I feel like I never see you anymore. Anyway, we're sitting next to each other in a coaching call. Emily has this idea. She says two words to me. I say two words to her. Literally three days later, Gold Crusher Club was born. Which I still stand behind as the program was amazing. The membership was amazing. We just weren't putting energy into marketing it that well. (laughs) And so it was a solid program. And the members who are still in there, the stuff in there honestly is business life-changing, truly. Oh, no discount on the quality at all. I think what we struggled with at the time and anyone that was coaching us would say the same is we just truly could not put our finger on how someone would come into our business and the journey they would follow to Mm -hmm. get into our signature program. It just kind of felt, it didn't feel disconnected because it was about planning, which Trello is definitely about planning. I don't know. I think it was all in our heads, honestly. Yeah. yeah. It was yeah, it was a mindset. Thing. Time and energy into it to revitalize it, remake it something new. Here's truly the reason why we chose not to. And this might be a nugget for you guys to take away. We want to be hands-on for our premium students, our signature program students. We provide coaching in there, we bring in guest experts, we are in there all of the time providing access to us. We're brainstorming, we're replying to comments, we're going live, all of the things. Well, we had set up Gold Crusher Club that was only $47 a month to basically provide the same level of access to us. And it got exhausting to maintain both private high-touch communities, one at a significantly lower price than the other. And so I basically was like, we can't provide the same level of us for this price. Like we just can't. And so we had to close it because that was what it was set up to be with the shop being the same price point as Goal Crusher. But literally you get our free community and tech support, obviously support with your templates and stuff, but it's not strategy. It was built very intentionally from the very beginning to be like, "Mm, if you want our biz brains, you've got to come into Strategy Academy. If you want something that we've designed for you to help your business in marketing, go to the Creative Template Shop. And I definitely think there was mindset shifts, us changing along the way, like all of these things. Long story short, what I was trying to point out is your point (laughs) is that in both BizChick, BizChick never got to be very big. First of all, it was really, really, really early on in our business. I don't think we were technically even partners when we launched it. Because it was the December of 2015. Oh, yeah. Technically, as in legally, no. Verbally, we're like, let's create this thing together. Oh, no, for too. sure. Yeah. It was super early. Yeah, our business was still like We had just started in yeah. September and then it was December. Right. But with Gold Crusher Club, and again, a lot of this was headspace. A lot of this was, we were in our heads about stuff. But we had set up goals for the shop the membership aspects specifically to be at a certain place by June. And we had outpaced our previous membership entirely, which we literally spent years on in like two weeks. I'm not even joking with you. It is bizarre. First of all, I think part of it was that we were actually delivering on what y'all need. And it's super duper helpful, like hugely helpful. I've had people that are even designers who were like, I was just trying to do stuff for myself. And you literally saved me days. It's like, yeah, you're right. I wish I had it back in the day. So our membership was huge. But what I didn't anticipate 
is that our individual sales would nearly mimic our membership size. So not only was our membership growing faster than we anticipated, but our individual sales of products was mimicking it. So the membership made up 17% of our total income in the month of February. But like the one-off stuff where you can go to creativetemplateshop.com and buy just Instagram stories or just Pinterest graphics or just the Dubsado template or whatever, 15% of our total income. Bananas. So that, just for the people in the back who can't do math, means the shop overall brought in 32%. And we're talking within the first six weeks of it launching. We thought it was going to make up 15% of our total business for all of Q1, and it doubled that. Which is a pleasant surprise. It does take adjusting goals interesting because we try to not be super married and committed to an outcome so we don't put this weird pressure on it, but then also kind of push ourselves. But then like, okay, but what do we actually want? It's this whole weird dynamic that goes into establishing our goals that we set for our various products. And so having to do that for the first time And in the middle of the launch, do it again. And then at the end of that, do it again. And I think we've done it even again now. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's still too early to know what a normal growth rate is going to be like because March slowed down understandably, but also was it going to slow down anyway? Right. Because it wasn't as new and we already had a very significant number of members. So it's, it's just like the memes that are like, is this seasonal allergies or is this COVID? You know, the, is it this or is it that? That's kind of where we are now, where it was like, is this normal member retention fall off or is it COVID? <laughs> like, what's happening? Yeah. Yeah. Hard to say. I mean, we definitely had churn, which was to be expected in a membership. Well, and because it required a three month commitment. And so, guess what? March is, you know, three months. And so, it's all just part of everything. <laughs> right. So, in February, though, Yeah. Solid, solid solid options. Because for once, we actually focused and we made a promise to each other in December. We have three products. We still just have three products. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now I will, because I know you're listening to this in April, the likelihood of you listening to this and us still being in the, what is the world going to be like (laughs) after all this is over? I know that's still going to be the headspace you're in. And I would just say something that my bookkeeper said to me that I felt like kind of gave me a breath of fresh air was we have been in the past very all over the place. (laughs) We have main products, but then we'll do this random thing and this random thing and this random thing. (laughs) And through Q1, we were very like, this is all we have, just these three products. Uh And then COVID happened and life becomes a bit more unpredictable. And my bookkeeper is like, okay, I give you permission to do things that feel out of the ordinary for you to improve your cash flow. Mm-hmm. And he's like, this is not a reflection on your business as normal. Right. So will you see things from us in the months to come that are outside of these three products? Yes. Yes. It is so that we can keep our contractors employed mm-hmm. and we can keep well, our and business like going. And supporting things. our students. You guys yes. do different things right now. And so yes. we're adapting just like you guys. Totally. So I'm putting that out there <laughs> in advance. So if we get into the actual expense side, I feel like we're starting to hit a rhythm. The percentages change every month because it's based on the percent of income. Mm-hmm. So keep that in mind. 
But our cost of goods sold have been really steady. We did have it go up just so slightly because we were promoting the challenge. Right. And when that happens, we are promoting something that's free. Right. And hoping that it turns into sales. Right. Well, and we're promoting two things but the end result is only one thing, right? And so sometimes you're just promoting like, this thing is open, go buy it. But we're like, go to this challenge and then go to this webinar and then buy this thing. And so it's so many touch points where we're reminding people about the thing. So our advertising did go up in terms of percentage a little bit. In terms of actual dollars, it did go up, but just a little bit. So we went from 25 to 33%. Our goal is 30%. And so we're just a couple points high. And then having a launch month like that, I'm like, great. Totally. And our total cost of goods sold is at 38%, up from 27%. And that is just overall, I would say, three to five points higher than I would like it to be. Mm -hmm. But not crazy because... If our advertising is 30%, obviously cost of goods sold has to be more because it contains advertising and our fees are not adjustable. And there's some really not so fun changes that our merchants are making. So that's just something we're going to have to keep in mind moving forward. One, our membership is a set price plus a percentage on top of that. So that counts as a cost of goods sold. So that increased our fees by about a point and a half. But then Stripe made some really fun changes. Like if we decide to grant a refund, which is not very often, but if we do, not only do we lose that income, but Stripe is now keeping their percentage. So we will pay the full amount back and basically have to pay Stripe to refund a student. Mm -hmm. It's 2.9% plus 50 cents of the purchase price. So it can be significant, but obviously we have very specific rules in place to help with retention and avoid refunds (laughs) and all that. And refunds are low, but I do think our COGS will be higher than they have been just in the future just because of that. So next up are contractors. And this number is maybe a couple hundred dollars different than January, hardly any different, but it's up a little bit in terms of percentage. We pay some of our people based on a sliding scale, based on spend, like our advertising. We don't have a set fee with them. And then we also pay some people based on commission. So I do anticipate that this number will jump significantly in the month of March, just because we will have started paying for our shop commission person. And then our payroll was 10%. And that leads us to our profit, which is so stinking close to our goal. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Our goal, if you guys remember when we started this, was consistent 30% profit. Last month was over 40% profit. So we were like, heck yeah. And so we're like, let's keep it for February. And we hit 27% profit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Super jazzed about that. Me too. I think that that's a solid number, Mm -hmm. not to mention 
when you take into consideration that we're growing the membership and the ideas that people stay, right. that's going to continue to help. And the people that joined Strategy Academy on a payment plan, that will continue mm-hmm. to boost. We are doing things in our business where we are embracing payment plans. Yes. We are embracing MRR, which is monthly reoccurring revenue. And I'm so thankful we did because if we had still been in launch only kind Mm -hmm. of mode going into a situation like COVID, I would be panicking. Mm -hmm. I mean, trust me, I'm still fearful. (laughs) I have cried more in the past two weeks than it's been crazy. And it's not just business. Like it affects every aspect of your life and it's just overwhelming. Yeah. So yeah, it's really weird. I'm a crier about literally everything and I have not cried once. So I don't know what's happening in my soul right now. <laughs> I don't know if you're numb or like, you're definitely not at acceptance yet. I'll tell you that. You haven't like moved all the way through the dream. You're probably in denial. That's probably where you're at. Everything's fine. It's fine. Yeah. I'm in the depression phase of grief right now, which is super fun. But I know that It was hard because we got this information. We got information about February in the middle of March. And then it felt like we couldn't even talk about it because everything that was going on. And then it was like, oh, this isn't like a two-week thing. This is going to keep happening. So I guess we should maybe talk about it. But then it's hard to celebrate when life is just so different than it was a month and a half ago. But I'm still really proud of our team and I'm really excited about where our business is going and so thankful we have the people in our corner that we do. Yep. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor, to get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.